Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, March 24th. It's been one month now since Russia invaded Ukraine, and today, President Joe Biden is gathering with world leaders for emergency summits to respond. Right before we recorded this podcast, President Biden just wrapped a press conference at NATO. You know, he was holding three summits there in Brussels, NATO, G7, the European Council. And he talked to reporters after meeting with world leaders about where things stand with how the West can remain unified, ratchet up the pressure on Russia to pull back from this invasion of Ukraine without escalating to a full-blown world war that nobody wants to see. And Biden was saying that Putin had indicated to him when they had been talking in some of their earlier conversations that he didn't believe the NATO alliance would remain united. NATO has never, never been more united than it is today. Putin is getting exactly the opposite what he intended to have as a consequence of going into Ukraine. We've built that same unity with our European, the European Union and with the leading democracies of the G7. There was a world leader who addressed the group today remotely. That is the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky. He addressed NATO this morning and he stopped short of his usual request for a no-fly zone. Instead, calling for more weapons like fighter jets and tanks. You can give us 1% of all your planes, 1% of all your tanks, 1%. NATO is yet to show what NATO can do to save people's lives. However, a senior U.S. official has told CNN after Zelensky's speech that the United States is not prepared to go as far as providing Ukraine with fighter jets. Zelensky also addressed G7 leaders today. President Biden was asked if he thinks Zelensky should give up any territory, any Ukrainian territory, in order to gain a ceasefire with Russia. Here was how the president responded. That is a total judgment based on Ukraine. I don't believe that they're going to have to do that, but that's a judgment. There's negotiations that are discussions, I should say, that have taken place that I've not been part of. And it's uh, it's it's their judgment to make. Now, one of the pieces of news that the president delivered today was an increase in commitment from the United States to support the Ukrainian refugee crisis. And today I'm announcing the United States is prepared to commit more than $1 billion in humanitarian assistance to help get relief to millions of Ukrainians affected by the war in Ukraine. But we've also will welcome 100,000 Ukrainians to the United States with a focus on reuniting families. Now, the president clearly didn't want to cite specifically where and with whom he'd be meeting while in Poland, where the president's headed tomorrow. But he did perhaps hint that maybe a meeting with Zelensky was something that could possibly take place, or at least that's how my colleague Wolf Blitzer interpreted the president's remarks being coy about not wanting to say exactly who he'd be meeting with. But the point of Biden's trip to Poland is indeed to express real empathy for this humanitarian crisis that is unfolding. This is the other side of the equation. Now, Biden was asked if seeing firsthand the refugee crisis and the humanitarian tragedy that is taking place might change his thinking in some of the 
request that Zelensky has. And Biden kind of dismissed that. He said he didn't think that would be the case because of his decades in foreign policy. He's been to many war zones and refugee camps. He knows the heartbreaking stories that he will be seeing when he meets with people tomorrow, but that that, as terrible as that is, is not something that should alter his thinking in his mind about doing anything that, again, would escalate the situation with Russia to a World War III-style conflict. According to data released by the United Nations, more than 3.5 million refugees have now fled Ukraine. President Biden also announced new U.S. sanctions on hundreds of members of the Duma, that's the lower house of the Russian parliament, dozens of Russian defense companies, and CEO of Russia's largest financial institution, Spurbank. Biden also added his voice to Australia that he believed Russia should be removed from the G20. He's not sure that Indonesia will kick Russia out of the G20, Indonesia playing host to the G20 this year, but that he said if indeed Russia doesn't get kicked out of the G20, that Ukraine should be invited to participate in the G20 and be able to attend. As for the major concern right now inside the United States government, that Putin is going to deploy chemical, biological, or even nuclear weapons in Ukraine, that is sort of the driving concern right now. Biden was asked how the United States, how the West, how NATO would respond to that. Here's what he said. We would respond. We would respond if he uses it. The nature of the response would depend on the nature of the use. So clearly... Not a specific response at all. He wouldn't get into any specific intelligence he has that Putin is prepared to deploy those kinds of weapons, though he did say to my colleague Jeremy Diamond before he left the White House this week for this trip that he was of the mind that there was a good chance Putin would do this. Biden was asked again today if these actions taken by the West would be able to deter future Putin actions that could lead to more atrocities. Listen to how Biden responded. Sanctions never deter. The maintenance of sanctions, the maintenance of sanctions, the increasing the pain and the demonstration why I asked for this NATO meeting today is to be sure that after a month, we will sustain what we're doing, not just next month, the following month, but for the remainder of this entire year. That's what will stop him. So these extraordinary emergency summits has Joe Biden leaving Brussels with a fully unified Western alliance in its desire to help Ukraine beat back what is constantly described by the White House as an unprovoked aggression and war by Russia in Ukraine. That was the goal of what Joe Biden wanted to present to the world today, and most specifically, what he wanted to present to Vladimir Putin. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.